The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Got an interesting one today, given that uranium prices have taken off. Uh, uranium was has averaged $30 US a pound in the first six months of the year, but in recent weeks it's shot through $50 a pound, so the sector is alight. Now, the company I'm talking about is Delecta. It trades under the code DLC, or Delta Lima Charlie, trading at 1.5 cents for a modest market cap of $15 million. Now, to discuss the company with us today, we have the Managing Director, Malcolm Day. G'day, Malcolm. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Barry. How are you? Now, I mentioned uh, the focus uh, of today's podcast will be on the Rex Uranium Project in Colorado. Tell us about the project. When you picked it up, uh, was it uh, before this latest uh, rally in the uh, uranium price? And what, what's the expectation there? Look, we, we've been looking at Eurovan Mineral Belt now for a couple of years, in fact, back in mid-2019, and initially back then, vanadium had taken off, and we were looking at the area primarily because of vanadium, but with the credit with uranium. I mean, that, that whole Eurovan mineral belt in Colorado is very rich in uranium and uranium and vanadium mining, but particularly uranium. In 1952, um, Charlie Steen made a major find there with the Mayavita mine. Um, so... Going back a few steps, so a couple of years back, we, we looked at the area primarily for vanadium, um, and then of course, vanadium dropped off the radar. It shot up from I think three dollars US a pound up to about 34 US a pound, mm-hmm. and then promptly went back down again. Um, but then a year later, the price of uranium started moving up, so we, we went back to the area and we were able to um, do a deal. Uh, with Sunrise Minerals in relation to 256 BLM claims, which is about 5,000 acres or about 20 kilometres squared, quite a large area. Um, and that's the Rex project, which we've um, recently recommenced exploration on. But that whole area is very rich in um, uranium and vanadium. Um, the, the historic grade for uranium there is 0.24%. Mm-hmm. And just as by way of comparison, most of the deposits or mines we have here in Australia um, are about one quarter to one fifth of that sort of grade and of course we've got the vanadium credit as well and they've they've mined over 86 million pounds of uranium throughout the area um, since late 1800s in fact so on our REX project we've got four old historic uranium mines so it's actually a brownfields exploration play rather than greenfields Mm-hmm. Um, we can see plenty of mineralisation there. It's outcropping. Um, we're able to access some of the um, adits in there from the old mines. Um, luckily, you don't need to be a geologist, geologist to see uranium. It's, it's yellow in this case. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can walk around and um, the geologist can point it out to me, but it's pretty visible. And then um, outcropping, and there's a lot of vanadium there as well. So we know that 
um, with the vanadium comes comes the uranium and vice versa. So it makes it quite easy for us to at least um, define where the mineralisation is at surface and through the adults. You mentioned that uh, there's four historical mines there. Unfortunately, our record keeping um, in the US scene is not as good as it is here. So there's no production history from each of those uh, mines, as it were. No, it's a shame they don't have the the requirements we do have in Australia, particularly here in Western Australia. Um, we can see from the size of or the depth, um, size of the adits, and also from the waste material that, and two of the mines have had head frames on them. One still has an old head frame, so we know that. Um, they have taken substantial amounts of ore out there, but mm. um, the mining over there is, well, as it has in Australia, I suppose, to a certain degree, has come and gone with the with the ebbs of the uranium price, and in fact, it's been stagnant there for a long time due to the low low uranium price. Yeah, for sure. Now you have been able to uh, do some sampling and uh, mapping work, and I think from initial sampling, you reported some grades of 0.22 percent up to 0.53 percent. Where do you go from here now? Okay, so. We've done another round of sampling because, again, it's a 5,000 acres um, is the mm. size of the package. We need to really define um, where we're going to focus our exploration efforts. So we've recently completed another round of field mapping and sampling, and we've sent those um, samples off to um, the assay lab. We should get them back um, the next few weeks. Um, we're aiming, I'm, I'm guessing, early to mid-next month that we'll have another announcement in that regard. But they were from um, non-mineralisation or outcropping mineralisation, so we expect the results to be good. And that'll help us to find, um, again, where we'll focus our exploration efforts. But also we're going to um, get inside the uh, some of the old mines and test that material which is still left. And um, particularly with the geo-referencing or using a GPS, then it enables us to plot um, where we take the samples. And... Um, from there, ultimately, we'll be looking to uh, prove up some drill targets. Now, it's um, Sunrise Minerals, uh, who you mentioned. Uh, they have 40% of the project. They're a project generator. Just tell us about the relationship there and, I guess, whether the, the, they'll be uh, generating more projects for you in that part of the world. Yes. Well, in the last uh, month or so, since um, um, Sprott's Physical Uranium Trust has been buying uranium on market um, we've had our um, guy in the US from Sunrise Minerals a local guy who lives in Moab just over the border in Utah um, he's been out in the field um, so 1st of September in the US is when all the BLM and county fees must be paid right. um, we've, we've been going um, and checking which ones haven't been paid and there's a number of projects there's a number of opportunities to pick up some more projects either via acquisition and or um, simply staking new claims. Um, obviously, there's a lot of focus on that particular area now, and we need to get there before some of the other um, Australian and TSX-listed companies get there. Mm. Um, yeah, so there still is plenty of opportunities in the area for uranium. Yeah, good to have some of that local expertise on the ground. Yes, well, the other thing is he brings a team of um, technical guys as well. He works in conjunction with a couple of other geologists and makes it much easier to do to do business there and certainly explore it, particularly in light of COVID when we, right now we're living in here in a cave in Western Australia and we can't escape. Otherwise, I'd, I'd grab our geologist from Perth and be over on the, over on a plane as quick as possible. So I've been to the project twice, um, but I, of course, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be over there now 
um, seeing what's going on and looking at other properties. Now, one of the attractions operating in that uh, belt, um, assuming, of course, you come up with a, a project at some point, is that not too far away is the uh, White Mesa Mill, um, owned by Energy uh, Fuels. Fuels. Yeah. Um, is that one of the uh, reasons why you uh, pinpointed that particular part of the world to uh, look for uranium? Yeah, so what it means, at the moment, they're only operating at 10% of the capacity, so they're at 90% spare capacity. Um, they've mentioned a, a number of times in their annual reports they're open to um, toll treatment. Um, so what it means is whether it's a, um, a small-scale or a large-scale uh, mining operation, we're hopefully um, able to um, come up with a REX. Um, what it means is that, in the, certainly in the first instance, we're able to truck it down to White Mesa. So uh, what it means is for, for Rex, we wouldn't have the big CapEx um, mm. setting up a processing plant and the time going short the environmental um, clearances, etc. So it just makes it far easier. Mm. How far away is it so, actually? Oh, it's within trucking distance. I can't remember the exact kilometres, but it's um, I've driven there. It's less mm. than an hour or so from the project. Oh, it's nice. certainly a lot closer than some of the iron ore which is being shipped to Geraldton at the moment. <laughs> well, for how much longer, given the iron ore price? Yeah. We should have a look at the uranium price. What's your read on the, the market there? As I say, it's shot up from an average of uh, $30 a pound in the first six months of the year, pretty much where it's been for the last oh, five, six years that I can remember anyway. Uh, it's broken through 50, uh, 50 US dollars a pound overnight. You mentioned Sprott buying. Of course, there's some other funds over there who are buying the physical uh, uranium, just tightening up things, suggestions that they're, trying, that they're cornering the market. I don't know about that. But what's your price outlook on, the, on uranium? Well, look, I can only go on what I read, Barry. I mean, um, I've been over, to, as I said before, I've been twice to the project um, or to the area um, in the last two years and only to see vanadium rise up steeply and then come right back down again. No analyst got that right. Mm. And, of course, with uranium this time last year when we pegged the project, um, it was in the first half of last year, uranium, the outlook for uranium pricing looked stellar. And we acquired the project through Sunrise Minerals in June last year and our first round of sampling, um, again, was stellar results. And then, of course, I think it was Macquarie last year who bought out their, their um, end of financial year. The start of July, they brought out their commodities outlook report mm. and I think the prevailing price back then was th circa $30 US a pound. Um, they pegged it as dropping down to 29 US a pound within the next year or so and then rising up to 32 a pound come 2025. Um, so that was a five-year outlook. So yeah. that's why the project stayed stagnant for a while and we thought, well, no point in spending investors' money on a, on a project where uh, pricing is just simply not economic. Mm. So obviously what's changed since then is Sprott's come along, but go back a few steps. I mean, there's still always a supply-demand fundamentals, um, and Morgan Stanley, their report, which came out in April this year, they pegged or forecast the price of uranium to be US $48 a pound by 2024. Mm. That report's probably redundant now, given the, the SPUT or the SPUT Trust, um, I think was launched in July. They started buying physical uranium on the market in uh, mid-August, so, so last month. Um, they've just done another big, another capital raise of a, of a billion US to buy more physical um, uranium on market. So that that's obviously been the catalyst or the major catalyst for 
um, the increase. Shaw brought out the report in the last week or two, which suggested, uh, or they forecast US $60 a pound by 2028. But again, um, that could be redundant as well. It's, um, it's hard to see where it's going to be at the moment, but um, certainly um, Sprott has changed things dramatically and it's quite an exciting time. Mm, and traditionally, uh, historically, the uranium market, uh, when it does move, tends to uh, well, do it in big leaps and bounds either way. Um, and uh, here we are at a what, nine, ten year high. So let's hope the leaps and bounds are in the right direction. If it gets to $60 a pound, which has long been considered the incentive price needed for new production to meet the eventual uh, shortages in supply as nuclear power usage around the world gets ramped up part of the world's decarbonisation efforts. So $60 a pound, uh, we're at 50 today. Um, next time we talk, who knows what it will be. You've got that uranium project rolling away there and uh, be- beautifully timed, got in nice and early, uh, ahead of the pack. But you've also got in Western Utah, the Speedway Gold Project picked up in January 21. It's uh, 40 kilometres southeast of Long Canyon, which is a uh, 2.3 million ounce Carlin-style mine owned by Newmont. I'm just wondering, uh, what do you think you've got at Speedway? And is it near a Speedway? Look, we think we, we're potentially on the end of the Carlin trend. We believe it continues through um, Nevada into Western Utah. We've been lucky um, that Jeff Balf, um, the geologist who discovered Long Canyon Mine, uh, he lives actually in Perth. He's got significant experience in, in Nevada worked for many years over there. Um, and again, he discovered the Long Canyon mine. So we've employed him, he's been our consultant. He's been working extensively on the Speedway Gold Project. Um, he loves the geology, um, can see a lot of similarities between the geology and also the, the pathfinders um, at surface, um, very similar to those of Long Canyon. So since we've had the project, we've done, we've done a couple of um, field visits where we've done the um, field mapping and rock chip sampling. We've also done a flyover with drones. We've done an ortho photo. We've done an electromagnetic survey as well. So Jeff's currently compiling um, all, all of the exploration efforts we've done over the last six months in conjunction um, with the historic exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, we've put together a, um, a drill target list and now we're in the middle of just prioritising them and just ensuring that we've got some compelling reasons to drill rather than just drill for the sake of drilling. But that's quite an exciting project and um, there's a lot of potential and it's a lot of potential to stack up um, very similar to Long Canyon Mine. So that's actually Newmont. It's actually a JV between Newmont and Barrick and it's apparently one of Barrick's most economic um, gold mines around in the world. Mm. So if we, could, if we could emulate that success... Um, then there'd be a lot of happy shareholders. Yeah, apart from Long Canyon, of course, just across the border in uh, Nevada, you've got the, the world-famous Carlin and Battle Mountain trends, which is That's right. you know, the heart and soul of the, the American gold industry. I think Nevada currently produces 85% of the gold that's uh, mined in the US. Uh, sorry, I can't let it go. Is the Speedway project near a Speedway? Yes, it's actually, I'm trying to think of the movie now. It's starred in a movie, has it? Is it The, last in, the Fastest Indian? Oh, oh, yes, yep, yep, yep. Uh, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, that's what on I was the uh, Indian motorcycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's the movie was filmed there. So it's just on the edge of that, um, though, that old Salt Lake, um, and then up into um, the hills and mountains 
beyond that. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I came up with this name. Yeah, good. All right. Um, the question we've got to ask all juniors, of course, how are you offer financing to uh, push ahead with these uh, project work at, uh, in, at the Uranium Project and uh, Speedway at some point? Look, in, this week we've had a um, significant amount of money come through through the exercise of um, 0 0.8 cent options. Right. Um, so with that, plus with cash at bank, our cash is sitting at about 2.6 million at the moment. So we don't need in, we, ne we don't need to raise money certainly in the next um, best be six to nine months um, as we get closer to drilling depending upon the length of the, um, the drilling program um, we may need to raise well eventually of course we need to raise capital every explorer does but we might be able to do the first drilling program at a rex with the current funds which would be great um, ideally we'd like to raise capital down the track at a higher price like like every other explorer. Yep, that's uh, that's the MO of the industry. Assuming you get some good results, it won't be a problem, particularly with the uranium price uh, taking off. Alrighty, uh, Malcolm, well, thanks for your time today. An interesting story, uh, nicely timed with the uranium project in Colorado and uh, a lot of interest too in the Speedway Gold project going forward. So with that, thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. This episode of the Explorers podcast was sponsored by RM Corporate Finance, an active participant in emerging companies around the globe.